Chris and Chris Talk Movies. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. My name is Chris Ferry and of course this is my co-host. My name is Chris Huddleston. And today we are both very excited to be talking to you about the Star Wars knockoff with some other stuff in the soup. Star Crash. <laughs> so vast, so huge, that it would take a whole planet to conceal it. You must sail to the haunted stars. Find the Count's secret planet and destroy it. synopsis for us mr huddleston i have the greatest synopsis ever for this uh, i don't know if it's the greatest ever but it's short and to the point a space explorer and his girlfriend i don't know if they established that or not but try oh. to protect earth from devastation uh and this is as you said this was it's 78 well they list rotten tomatoes list 79 i've seen 78 and 79 for the re release date but um this is an Italian production. So the director is Luigi Cozy. I don't know if that's correct, my pronunciation. And it stars Marjo Gortner, Caroline Monroe, Christopher Plummer, Plummer, and David Hasselhoff. So this one was your, you brought this up. So what, what did you think? This one was crazy. Uh, it, it's... I mean, it's one of these, I'm not going to say it's a unicorn because it's just not that entertaining, but, mm -hmm. you know, 
I'm going to lovingly tear it apart for all the reasons that it is shake your head, like scratch your head <laughs> bad. Um, but I will say there, there were moments in this that I thought were visually inventive. A lot of it is stolen from other stuff. And, you know, it's very Star Wars and like there's little models of ships and spaceships and it starts with you're underneath the big spaceship, oh, just oh, like I mean, Star Wars. A lot that's lifted right from there and the models look um, like cheap, uh, you know, build them at home kits. And then the effects are like your basic 70s. Somebody gets zapped and then they, they're just sort of turned into a green silhouette and fade away. That being said... There were moments in this that I thought that's actually kind of cool. That's kind of a cool shot. You know, mm -hmm. I, I didn't the low bar effects did not ruin this movie for me. I think I think the hardest thing to get my head around was actually the script and the the dialogue. The dialogue is terrible. There is some there are some performers in this that don't even seem to understand what acting is. I mean, there's one dude that sort of says his lines like this. It, it's as though he's had a stroke and his face is unable to move. <laughs> and you're like, what is happening? Um, I'm glad we watched it. I, I was on the, I was listening to the radio and that we have a local radio station where, you know, there's a, self-professed nerd enthusiast film enthusiast and gaming enthusiast and she mentioned star crash and the other dj was like oh never heard of it and she was like oh my god you have to check it out so i was like star crash eh and i went and i looked it up and watched the trailer and then immediately texted it to you because i'm like we we have to watch i had never wasn't even aware of it but yeah it's it's all kinds of bad. Uh, did you, were we talking on after recording? No, you were telling me earlier um, that you were familiar with uh, the female lead. Did she? Yeah. Have... So, Car so Caroline Monroe is, she was somewhat of a 70s uh, icon, uh, particularly in horror. So the guy who is the, uh, I don't know if he was the emperor, the guy with the cape. Yeah. Um, and the black hair. So they did several films together. Uh, most notably, um, I've never seen it before, um, but they did this kind of notorious uh, horror film called Maniac, um, which they remade uh, maybe 10 years or so ago with Elijah Wood. The, the remake is really good. It's very gruesome. But the original I've never seen, um, but they did like three or four films together. And the funny thing is she is English and Christopher Plum Plummer uh, said that working on this film, that she had a very strong English accent and they dubbed all of her lines with a different actor. How um, well, that's very Italian, I guess. Yeah. Now Italian films notoriously or, or famously, they don't often record film or record audio on set. And, and even if it's the the actors themselves doing, you know, in post-production, dubbing their own lines, that's pretty common. So like David Hasselhoff is in this and you can tell it's David, David Hasselhoff's voice, whether they recorded that on set or they they dubbed it. I don't know. But but her voice was was definitely dubbed. 
Um, and you know, it's it's one of these kind of interesting things where this is a PG film, and we've talked about other films. You know, I don't. The thing that's interesting about this to me is it it's clearly a Star Wars ripoff, but it feels like they were trying to make a good movie. You know, this doesn't feel like, ah, we're just doing a dumb campy thing. To me, I, I don't know how you felt about that. But you got I, a PG film where the entire film is Caroline Monroe in kind of like bondage <laughs> costumes. You know? I, I call it a space bikini. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, the one you that you in, have, like you wear in space. The one you have behind <laughs> you is almost like a vampire space bikini or yeah, something. Yeah, great collars. Like it's, yeah. it'll, it'll, she'll have, I mean, this is right out of Barbarella or heavy metal. It's like thigh high boots, be, black leather bikini bottoms, a black leather bikini top that somehow has like an eight inch vampire collar. And you're kind of like, I guess it's just space fashion for when none of the other, I guess I was going to say none of the other women dress like that, but the only other women we see are sort of Amazons and they are all kind of dressed like that. Yeah. For about five minutes or so. In space um, where in women space. mostly go bare. Mm -hmm. And I mean, Caroline Monroe is gorgeous. So it, you know, the, the yeah. from a, uh, you know, from that standpoint, it definitely helps the film <laughs> you know, right. running around. In right. Outfits. I was rolling. My it doesn't eye, hurt. But it, yeah. didn't, it wasn't hard to watch her performance. And, and it's not just because she's, you know, a scantily clad, good looking woman. She does some wonderful what I call eyebrow acting. Like mm -hmm. she'd have a basic line like we'll lose them in the next, you know, past the next star or something. And then she would sort of pop her eyes in a way that made no sense to me, but I thought was captivating. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like she seems so excited at odd times. Like maybe we can get some lunch, <gasps> you know, and you'd be yeah. like, wow. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I guess you're really hungry. You know, it didn't make sense. This movie doesn't make any sense. I couldn't really tell you what the, the plot was was you know i was actually enjoying it up until the end it ends in a big sort of space battle and that's the point at which i nodded off like mm -hmm. i just literally fell asleep during the space battle because nothing i mean there's there's no the plot grinds to a halt there well ships shoot each other and explode etc um it's not like Star Wars, where there's a trench scene where the ships are trying to do something, you know, and it's like, oh, you're it's like watching the game of football where one team's trying to get the ball across the line. It's just a space battle of now these ships. I couldn't even tell which ships were which and ships were blown. It just went on and on. Well, and the the kind of, um, you know, the, the people fighting each other, the actual humans, I didn't know who was who you know, in any of that. Nope. And it's funny, I was, I, I did a little bit of reading about this and um, the filmmakers claimed that they started working on this before Star Wars and weren't influenced by, <laughs> there's just no way right. this was, was not a ripoff of Star Wars. They clearly put so much time into this one uh, yeah. that they took them, you know, and then Star Wars snuck in under the wire and, oh, they stole our great ideas. Mm-hmm. 
Now, the interesting thing is I checked the budget. Uh, the budget for this is listed in 78 or 77 dollars uh, uh, 78 or 77 dollars as four million uh which comes out to about 20 million today and they say by comparison star wars was about 11 million which is like 53 million today so i mean a four million dollar but there there are things about this that look pretty good mm. and I would say probably the strongest aspect of this, I'm going to have to look here real quick to check his name, but the composer is uh, John Barry is his name. And he did, he actually had a, he's no longer living, but he actually had a really good composing career. He did all of the James Bond movies from mm. 63 to 87 and actually created the James Bond theme. Uh, he did dances with wolves um chaplain and also uh the black hole which is a great oh yeah you know, which i think is a great score yeah and the that, score at least this is title theme i don't remember anything else from the black hole but that title theme with the kind of thrilling you know trill mm -hmm. and and this uh the score in this is is pretty good i mean it's somewhat repetitive but but i felt that was the the strongest aspect of this and you and know it, it's very Star Wars. It's da yeah. na da na 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 na. You know, it's like, it's and even at times, it's kind of. It, there's there was a period about when Christopher Plummer first appears in this film, yeah. and he appears as a hologram. It's this very kind of melancholic score where you know, kind of almost doesn't yeah. fit with the movie. And regarding Christopher Plummer. Uh, I read some quotes from him where, so they shot this in Rome and Christopher Plummer said he, he only shot for, he's barely in this, but he only shot for three days. And he said, you know, I got to, he didn't say like this movie was terrible or anything like that, but he said that he did this movie because they shot in Rome. And it he said, Rome, yeah. he said, I would shoot a porn if they, sh if they did it in Rome. In Rome yeah. And I don't know how much that happens today, but I've read this some with with other actors where they specifically said, you know, I took this part because they filmed it in the Bahamas or they filmed it in Paris or whatever. I knew it was a bad movie, but it was a vacation, you know, and I would do that, too. You know, sure. I mean, Christopher Plummer is a classically trained. He's one of the great living actors or unless he recently passed. I don't maybe we just lost him, but. Yeah, he's definitely getting there. Um, it's not his performance that's a problem in this movie. It's the lines they give him to do. And, and there's he... a lot in this of just, you know, line. and I wonder if, uh, you know, they recorded some of this dialogue later and maybe it wasn't the script. I don't know. But it's a lot of just, hey, uh, you know, run for your life follow me you know there's a lot there's not a lot of real dialogue in this and a lot of people don't use contractions in space do not tell me what to do yeah <laughs> you will not catch my ship it is the fastest ship in space stuff like that and yeah. I, that's not verbatim but it might as well be like that's the kind of dialogue throughout this and there's a robot that is sort of C-3PO and R2-D2 combined. 
that looks a little bit like uh, a Cylon, sort of vaguely. Um, and he's got like some sort of a Oklahoma. Or I thought it was even a West Virginian accent. Sort it's of like a Southern drawl kind of. Well, yeah. you're you're the nicest human I have ever met. You, you know, know, and that I made consider me consider you a friend. And and like you said, he's like C three PO because he's scared of everything, but he's right. also this. I think literally they say he's a sheriff. Um, he was my favorite character in the whole yeah. thing because yeah. he has all the funniest. There was. I noted one, there was a really funny line. So they go to, oh, so they find the, the Amazon women and he says, and they're like on this beach and you could see this women, these women coming, women coming towards him. And he says, look, Amazon's on horseback. I hope they're friendly. Yeah. <laughs> and they weren't. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. They're not. But yeah, he was the best. He had all the best lines in this. Yeah. He was, I mean, I assume he was meant to be intentionally funny. He reminded oh, yeah. me a lot of he was C-3PO, but he also reminded and this didn't come until later. But he reminded me of Bob in the, the Black, Black Hole. Hole. Did that yeah. occur to you, too? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and a big part of it was just that he's like, oh, well, you know, was that Slim Pickens? That Who was Slim was Pickens. It? Yeah. But I mean, this yeah, was because that it's wasn't funny. until you like 79. When we got a what's going on with these act the robots have these very specific i mean i guess it's not any than rp you know speaking r2d2 speaking i mean the c3po speaking with a british accent but that didn't sure somehow take me out of it no when i was watching it as a kid but so let me talk a little bit about so the main one thing i really like about this is she's pretty much the main character you know, at first I thought, oh, she's sort of the Han Solo character, but really the movie mostly most closely follows her, you know, mm -hmm. and then she's got this guy with a blonde fro, this curly head guy who's like, I guess in the synopsis sort of indicates that maybe he's her boyfriend, but they didn't seem like that to me. They just seemed like, especially by the end, that they were just best space friends. Mm hmm. And he is kind of Obi-Wan Kenobi. He's got like mind powers and it's revealed that he can see the future. And, and he has a lightsaber. Well, yeah. Is Was he doing that with his mind or did he have an actual device that was a sword? Because there's other times when he's like doing, you know, cat's cradle things with mm -hmm. his hands and little like laser light stuff is happening between his hands and. He deflects, he does some pretty serious force stuff uh, throughout this movie. And then by the end, when the last third of the movie, we we see David Hasselhoff come in and it feels like he's the romantic lead, you know. Well, they're holding hands at one. I mean, you know, he's leading her through a cave. Yeah, and there's uh, never any, there's never any. On her part, she's kind of like, oh, I kind of like this guy. And it's like, yeah. oh, what about my boyfriend on the ship? But it's, by the end, it's sort of like, oh, no, they're just friends. They're just mm -hmm. like space pirates together and they get along great. And, and David Hasselhoff, I've got to say, so I don't know how long before. I guess this was maybe. Uh, so Knight Rider, I'm guess I, I want to say was probably like 82, 83, something like yeah. this. So this was a few years before he really yeah. became a a breakout star with Knight Rider. 
but he's almost as pretty as what she is. Yeah, you know? yeah he's he's really really young in this. Really. Yeah, yeah I mean, I don't know. I, I wish that we had somebody on here who like knew all the juicy details of this, because I'm sure there's a lot to talk about in terms of how this got made and where it fit in. And did I, would you have it pulled up on the screen there? Who produced this? Was it uh Roger Corman? Well, yeah, it was Roger Corman. Yeah. Okay. So it was, like I say, it was an Italian film and then I, I'm, I'm just get, you know, I'm just, this is just my guess is that Roger Corman probably bought it. Um, but in, I noticed at the very end and I forget what the name was, but they, the director they used it, it was like Larry Drake or something like that, but it's, it's Luigi. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right or not, but, uh, cozy C O Z Z I who's the director. So I don't know if they just put an American, you know, they used a fake American name to, to make it seem more Americanized, but yeah, it was a, it was a. Uh, a Roger Corman film. And, you know, I was thinking, I think one of the things that is a little bit of a knock on this movie is it's just competent enough to make it not, you know, people talk all the time about, they'll see something, they'll say, oh, that was the worst movie I've ever seen. And it's not the worst movie you've ever seen. You know, this, this to me is not as bad as a, like a trauma film, you know, Again, this is like they were they were trying to make something good, I think. Yeah, but this is better than Kill and Kill Again. Oh yeah, much you know much I mean? better. Yeah, yeah, that's probably the worst movie that we've watched. You know, but I actually kind of even liked it more than Megaforce. Yeah, it's better than you know. Mega Megaforce feels like they were trying to make a campy film, and to me, you know. But you texted me and said we should have done this as a drunk cast and yeah. uh, we should have, it would have been, it would have yeah. been really good. And to your credit, you're like, well, why don't, why don't we just, how far into it? Let's start recording. And, but it was late for me and yeah. I, I just didn't feel like sure starting it over and spinning up the, you know, camera and everything. But, but this would be a, a great movie to, if I ever found out that this were, playing in a theater near me i would try oh, to go yeah. and see it because if you yeah. saw this with an audience of people knowing what it is yeah that that's the perfect way to watch this movie that would be a lot of fun yeah. just watching it by yourself it's you know it's it's kind of dull but to see that you know have some drinks and watch it and if you were in a packed house with people who are fans of this or or know what it is it would be a lot of fun yeah i agree i i I agree with that so much that I might even try and organize a screening of it up here mm. at that place. You remember the bar that, where we did the yeah, horror thing? That would, first got the you town? should do that. That would be, That'd be amazing. great. And then we could have a panel conversation both before, well, maybe just before setting it up and do a little homework so we mm -hmm. can plant some, you know, gin up some excitement be like things to look for. And if you're in the mood for playing a drinking game, you texted me some really good, star crash drinking games oh yeah that you would um, just die if you did we just set it up and then sort of without further ado and then let it rip because it is if you got people in who who had a lot of information about this because i had heard of it and i knew that caroline monroe was in it and that was basically yeah. it, you know and yeah. it, i knew it was a star wars ripoff yeah it's uh 
I I don't want to say I loved it because that's not accurate, but I loved that it exists and that we watched it. And I would watch this one again. You know, some of the sort of stinkers that we watch, I'm like, you know, I, I never need to see that movie again. Mm-hmm. But this one would be really fun to watch with other people. Yeah, with some, even if, you know, you and me and Travis and or absolutely Jay Johnson, you you could get involved. In that, that would be a in lot. In that of fun. situation, we could skip. We could skip. Like you get to the boring space fight, and you're just kind of like, okay, well, let's fast forward through this because there's not. There's literally the plot grinds to a halt where ships blow each other up, and um, but but the stuff in this that I enjoyed, I actually really enjoyed, and the mm-hmm. fact that the dialogue. It doesn't get mired, and except for the sort of fight sequences, the plot moves forward so rapidly. So they're space pirates. They're trying to, they get caught by these sort of space cops. They call them cops. Mm-hmm. It's the cops. I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then they, they get sentenced to like um, prison, space prison, they bust out a space prison. There's They're a... in prison for 30 seconds. Exactly. 30 seconds. There's a scene where she's like, this is crazy. I'm, we're not slaves. I'm like, what? Well, yeah, it's a penal colony. I mean, that's pretty much the idea here. Mm-hmm. Um, you're loading these, like, whatever dilithium crystals into this thing. Um, and then there, there's a prison break where the guard, like, whacks her with a metal bat a couple of times. And then she karate chops him and he falls over into one of the other, you know, prisoners she's been talking with who grabs his ray gun and blows a hole in him. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, I was like, oh, that's actually dope, you know, and then then the woman who shot the guard gets shot, you know, and it's this sort of slow-mo, very Italian feeling like spaghetti Western where she's like, oh, you know, the laser goes right through her. Mm -hmm. And I just thought it's on. I mean, this movie it goes everywhere, you know, mm-hmm. for a kid's movie. You're like, well, that's actually a pretty, so there's parts of it. I don't know if it's the second unit director. I, you know, I don't, I, there are moments in this film that I think felt really inspired, really rose above yeah. the, the movie as a whole. And, um, mm-hmm. and I just wondered, like, I don't know, you know, I don't know how that happened. I don't, you know, somebody was in charge of those scenes and that person was either really trying to make a name for themselves or really bring their A game or it was the director, but he had a real clear idea of what he wanted in those scenes or, or I, I don't know. I want to, I want to like, why isn't the whole movie like, cause if the whole movie was like those handful of scenes and there are some shots too, that are, they're really simple. It's like the model ship in the foreground and they have, you know, they've split the screen and mm-hmm. then, you know, it's her in the distance kind of climbing up and it, it all, it actually looks like, you know, but it's a, it's a cheap camera trick, but, but the overall composition of the shot is really pretty cool. Well, and there's some set design that is good in this too. Yeah. The, the, the at the very beginning of the movie, there's kind of this rotating, I don't know if they're in an elevator or something, but you know, these guys are coming out and I thought, you know, this might be pretty good, but, uh, you know, and then it just doesn't really come together. But I would say it's, this isn't as well done, but I enjoyed this more than crawl. 
Oh, um, yeah. I agree. You know, Krull is, you know, has better production values, but Krull is just kind of boring. You Krull is interesting enough that you really want to like it more than you yeah. ever end up liking it. You watch yeah. Krull and you go, oh, I was so excited to see this. And it, it's just a snoozer, you know? Mm-hmm. But... This wasn't and, exactly a snoozer. It was like no, no. the whole time I was scratching my head being like, what? You know, and the thing is, I, I, I'm sure I've said this dozens of times on our podcast, but the original Star Wars is kind of a miracle that you just had all these great, these really talented people that got together because Star Wars could have been this. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's a there's a pretty fine line, I think, between just every because you never really had anything before Star Wars that was like Star Wars. I mean, probably the closest thing was Planet of the Apes, really. But, you know, you have um, stuff like Forbidden Planet and and those kind of things before Star Wars. And you didn't really have anything like Star Wars until a long time after, because there were a lot of things like this and crawl and those kind of movies that tried to, to do it. And it just didn't work. Right. And, you know, it probably wasn't until something like guardians of the galaxy that they really were able to, you know, kind of capture that sort of star Wars feel. So it's, it's really, really hard to do something like this. I think, and this was a rip, you know, this was just an Italian, cash grab but it you know a little bit you know if things would have just come together a little bit more this could have been a really good film i think well i think if they if they had twice the budget and yeah i mean i think there's a number of ifs i think if somebody stepped in at the production level executive production levels like whoa 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 like we're going to put everything on hold before you start shooting. We're going to take another month. We're going to get a couple of professional screenwriters here to take a pass at this. Cause I think, you know, you, you've got an Italian, you've translated to English using English one oh one book or something. That's why the characters are like your shoe. It is untied. And the other one's like, thank you for telling me this. That's important to know. (laughs) What? <laughs> that's you fix that that's easy you just need an english speaker be like hey people don't talk like this why don't you yeah. just say you know if she's in english just let her be like could i just say it like this and then you say yeah that's better it would it would be interesting to see this with her original her original uh, yeah delivery. yeah you know? i want to i mean the camera loves her um yeah i i want to look up some of her other work but uh yeah, I mean, I, I'm delighted, and I, I'm serious. I think I want to organize a screening of it here. I think that would be a hoot. Yeah, that would be so much fun. You know, the winter gets so snowy up here, and people are itching for an excuse to get out. Maybe I'll pick a a winter weekend and see. And this is enough of a cult film that I think, especially where you are, that people are really into film. Yeah, you could definitely get people who would be into seeing this. Well, that, now that, that would that be it. the absolute perfect way to watch this i'm gonna reach out to the you know the dj that i heard talking about it yeah i'm gonna see if she wants to come and and sort of help set it up like you welcome to stay if you want but i really if you would just come and set up the movie and talk a little bit about it with me and why it's great and then we'll roll it that would be so much fun and i'll whatever date you're available to do we'll make it happen and 
Because I think I think this is one of, we we had somebody post when we did the Flash Gordon thing. We had somebody post who knew was clearly an enthusiast and knew a lot about what went into the making of Flash Gordon and wrote us a lengthy feedback um, mm. about you know everything we had misunderstood about it or didn't know about it. And I'll repeat it again here uh, if you haven't figured it out. We're we're not professional film critics and we aren't film studies majors we're just guys that uh like to talk about movies particularly those from the area era when we were kids but um I you think know that let me stop you there for just one second that was something that i kept thinking about during this if we had seen this when we were six years old or or whatever we would have been I, we would have loved this movie you know? i think so yeah i think i i think i would have i think i'd have fallen in love with her for sure yeah you would have been like oh i you know you're six years old, but like, I feel something about this. You know, I mean, I, yeah. you know, if, if, uh, if I was an attractive woman, I would say that this is a great Halloween costume. <laughs> like any one of her, her wardrobe changes yeah. every single scene she's in, but they're all variations on this kind of space bikini. Mm-hmm. And it's a great deep cut. Cause people are like, what are you some kind of vampire? And you're like, no, it's me from star crash. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Somebody somewhere has done that. Oh, at a con or something. Yeah, of course. So, yeah, I mean, what? Anything else? What? I mean, that's that kind of covers it. I mean, as far as recommendations, I would say, you know, get some friends together and watch this. Um, you know, if you, if you, if you, because it's just not that much fun to watch alone. Um, get some friends together and watch this, even if you do it remotely. Uh, or if, you know, a theater near you for whatever reason happens to, or a festival or something like that happens to play this, by all means go, because it would be a hell of a lot of fun. Yeah. I cannot believe that I did not know this movie existed. That's how much I liked it. Yeah. I just can't believe. I'm like, how did I not? know about this film i mean yes it's terrible right i'm not saying it it and it's not a unicorn like the room it's not one of these ones that would be an instant cult classic but i've seen it compared to the room in terms of being a great bad movie yeah i think this is probably the best you know we brought up kill and kill again we brought up uh uh megaforce Megaforce. I mean, this isn't this isn't as good as as Flash Gordon. Flash Gordon is a better is That's a better true. film. Um, are there some other really bad ones that we've done? I don't. Th- but I'm just going to say this is the best. It's Zardoz is more artsy. Yeah, but this is more fun than Zardoz. So you know, I think this is probably the the best bad movie we've done. And this one, you mentioned Zardoz. This, there is definite homage in this to Zardoz, to, I mean, I guess Flash Gordon came later. So, but Flash Gordon was 1980. So, yeah. But, but there is, there's a lot in this that feels familiar to other movies. You know, there's a dash of Barbarella to it, certainly in her outfit. Let me, can I stop you for just one second about Barbarella? Because sure. uh, 
I don't know if you've seen, I don't know. Did I text you about this? They are remaking Barbarella. You texted me this. Yeah. And I, I don't know how you do Barbarella in 2022, unless you just say the hell with it. We don't care about, you know, being politically correct. I don't know how you do a sanitized Barbarella. Uh, or you know? why? Why? Yeah, what's the point? Do, why do you do Barbarella? Other than just it's uh, people have heard of Barbarella before, but I mean, I I could be wrong. Maybe they maybe they'll prove prove me wrong. But my guess what it is it's going to be PG thirteen and all the sexploitation aspects of it. It's one of the actresses from uh, Euphoria, which Euphoria is a great show, and you know she's a good actor. She's executive producing this, but I just, unless they just go, go for it and say, Hey, this is going to be a sexploitation thing. I, I don't see what the point is. I, if she's executive producing it, I bet she was part of the conception. I bet she was like, you know what I really want to do? I've got a, a, a fresh take on Barbarella and mm -hmm. we're like, we're listening, you know, and she pitched it and they're like, Hey, that could work. But you can't do Barbarella as a tentpole film. You know, it's no. not going to be a thing. It's not going to be a Marvel movie, no. you know. Um, if they do it, if they make it weird and psychedelic and, you know, she's just hooking up with other space hey, people, I'm, you know. I'm I'm open to watching anything if it's good. Yeah, you know, yeah. I don't, I'm not against. I want to remake Rocky and I'm, I'll be skeptical. But if you make re remake Rocky and it's great, I'll be like, hey, that was great. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not against remakes just as a concept. But, you know, there's some things that I don't know if it works in 2022. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Mm -hmm. We'll see. Anyway, I, I do think, you know, I think that this one of the of the bad movies that we have watched, this is among the most entertaining. And that's not to say it's a roller coaster ride of thrills and it, it but it is delightful to watch them speak to each other because yeah. <laughs> what is happening? Yeah. It, that that never really fades. And then Christopher Plummer shows up and he's like, you must navigate into the haunted stars and the emperor's azazars. I mean, he's got some kind of in his, the, the emperor, the evil emperor's design is crazy. He's got like his hair is slicked down and parted, but then he's got these sort of little, it flips out at the bottom. He's got a big cape and Dracula cape. Yeah. I mean, it's just, Oh, and he has, he has two um, guardians or protectors. He calls them and they're, you know, so it's a cheap Harryhausen knockoff of like stop oh. motion. You know, there's a couple of parts in this where they like, we didn't even talk about the stop motion. There's some really bad stop motion in this. Yeah. 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 There really is. It's really We've talked about it before, but we have to do the original clash of the Titans. Yeah. Sometime. I haven't I seen that. In that a long, not, long I watched time. that not too long ago. Oh, wow. well, okay. I mean, it's been a couple of years, but um, yeah, we should watch that I... for no other reason than the Harryhausen stuff, but there's a lot of other great stuff in, the, in that movie too. I bet I haven't seen it since the eighties, you know, yeah. we should do that. Yeah. That would be a lot of fun. We could do that soon if you want. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure. 
I think it's a good one. It oddly, you know, it, it drags a little from place to place, but there's so much the Kraken, Medusa. Um, that was one of those HBO movies that I watched over and over as a kid and just adored. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I think it's a classic. Um, so do you, after all that, do you recommend this? I mean, I mean, I, I do with the usual asterisk. That's like, I'm not saying you're going to think this is a great movie, but if like us, you kind of dig these, like, how did this get made? You know, uh, I think there's a lot of surprises in it and yeah. I, it kept me scratching my head in what felt like a delighted way. And mm -hmm. I didn't get bored with it until the very end when they're like, now for the climax. And they just quit trying to have anything move forward. Um, but that's right at the end of the movie. You know, mm -hmm. there's there's a scene in which she gets frozen and the robot somehow figures out a way to like keep her alive while she's frozen. That somewhere. was almost touching where they're like, you it know. was it was yeah. almost touching. <laughs> yeah. So this movie is like almost really good and almost really interesting a, a lot of times. And that was enough for me to be like, I'm really glad we watched this. So I would recommend it with all those caveats being like, look. It's not Blade Runner 2049. No. It's a Star Wars knockoff that you've never heard of, but it's really puzzling. <laughs> well, yeah. that's the thing. We should we should sprinkle in more Italian stuff here yeah, and there. Probably. Because Italian movies don't make any sense. I yeah. don't know what the I don't know what it is about Italian filmmakers, but it's I mean, and there's some great Italian films that are very much style over substance where they look great, but they don't make any sense at yeah. all. You know, yeah. um, one movie that I did think of that is probably the best bad movie that we've done, which was the very first episodes that we episode that we did was, was Wraith. The Wraith. Oh, yes. Wraith is maybe the best bad movie ever made. Yes. You know? yes. So this is not The Wraith, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. Um, cool. Chris and Chris talk movies at gmail.com. That's our handle. Uh, we're on the socials. You can like and subscribe. That's good. Leave us a message. Give us your thoughts and feedback. You know, if you've seen this movie and you know something about it we missed, let us know. Because if you're I, an expert on Star Crash, please yeah. tell us. And, you know, you can tell us that they were trying to do this and we missed all the. Yes, you know, all the best juicy bits because I, like, I would like to be ed educated on this movie some more. Um, I mean, do you do you want to do Clash of the Titans for next time? Do you have something lined up? We talked know? about the fog. I would really like to do the fog. Oh, okay, because it's very much a a Halloween. Okay, uh, the fall time, and I it's one that I really want to get your thoughts on. Uh, okay, because I think you'd enjoy it. But we could do we could do that next. Sure, or we could After say that. It. I mean, if you want to, yeah, I mean, we don't have to commit to it, but we'll do the fog for next time. Watch that with us, uh, and please tune back in on your podcast or YouTube or however you're catching us, and uh, join us for that conversation as well. Do you have anything else you want to add? I don't think so. No. All right, you guys, you got to check out Star Crash. It's yes, definitely watch it. And uh, it's on. Uh, I watched it on. I don't know where you did. You watch it on Prime. 
yeah, but there I watched it on ads. Tubi. You can watch it on Tubi for free with some ads. Yeah, the ads I thought were irritating, but I didn't see any option to rent it without ads anywhere. So, mm -hmm. and it's a good print too. It looks good. Yeah. It's yeah. not, you know, grainy or anything like that. No. I couldn't believe that I had never heard of this movie. Could not believe yeah. it. Cuz it's 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 definitely good enough in in bad ways for that I'm like how how have I not heard of this movie until now but yeah absolutely. that I know about it now all right um so we will talk to you about the fog next week <laughs>